Welcome to the Humans and Earth podcast. We bring you inspiration and practical resources for healing our planet and ourselves. It is time for soulful contributions that regenerate life on Earth. I'm Helen Claire Harmon, a thought leader and teacher who believes we're ready to renew Earth and heal ourselves in the process. Welcome to today's episode. Helen Claire Harmon with the School for Humans and Earth. I'm going to continue bringing you outstanding in-depth interviews with people around the world who are contributing in innovative and inspiring ways to shifting life on this planet into an era of regeneration for humanity, all life, and Earth herself. I'm also going to start offering you episodes that feature just myself giving you some thoughts and resources on things that will support you if you are feeling some kind of a calling to contribute to making things better on this planet for the flourishing of all life. Today my topic is wise focus. Why you need wise focus if you want to help earth and humanity heal. Another way to say this is that your thoughts about regenerating our planet almost matter more than your actions. How you act matters a lot, no doubt about it. There's a big difference between living a lifestyle that cares for Earth as best you can and one that contributes unnecessarily to her abuse. But give me a chance to explain why I think your thoughts and feelings about Earth actually matter most of all. I'll start by making it clear that I'm very aware of our environmental problems, and if you listen to this podcast or you follow my work at humansandearth.com, you know that I am very aware of the environmental problems facing us on this planet. I'm certainly aware of how they affect women and children, people in poverty, and people of color disproportionately. So there is no doubt that Earth's health and human health and the health, in fact, of most organisms on the planet are challenged right now. So I've noted that, certainly. However, I have come to believe with a profound sincerity that we cannot solve these problems by focusing directly on them. Both history and neuroscience show that we create what we think about and focus on and nothing good has ever been created from despair, as far as I know. Nothing good is created when we stay in overwhelm or discouragement either. I hear people saying, it would be great if we could reduce air pollution or end toxic emissions into water or solve climate change or help the people who live near toxic industrial sites, but it would be too hard. Not enough people would cooperate. This is a kind of overwhelm and discouragement perspective and a kind of almost depressive acceptance of the status quo that keep us stuck. If we want to repair and regenerate the natural world and the human health and the health of all living beings on this planet that depend on our natural systems, we need to begin with how we are thinking and what we are focusing on. I call this wise focus. I'm going to talk for a minute or two about how neuroscience is very much in support of wise focus. 
Modern neuroscience is showing that our feelings and actions reflect what our brains are focusing on. Now, if you're a person who studies spirituality, you know that the world's wisdom traditions have always taught this. I'll allude to those in a minute and maybe talk about them more another day. The history of religion and spirituality is very important to me. But back to modern neuroscience. It is showing that our feelings and actions reflect what our brains are focusing on. Neuroscientist Jeffrey Schwartz has called this self-directed neuroplasticity, meaning that each of us gets to choose what our brain is focusing on and how that focus makes us feel and act. You can read about this in books by Schwartz, Norman Doidge, Rick Hansen, and other physicians and neuroscientists. These authors also talk about our innate negativity bias, a protective tendency that evolved over millennia in the human brain to protect us from danger. Now we're learning to counteract our tendency to see the negative with what I call wise focus. Choosing to see the parts of reality that inspire goodness and hope more than we focus on the parts that promote discouragement. And in a couple of minutes, I'll give some examples of how you practice wise focus when you're looking at our environmental problems, which I admit can certainly create discouragement. In his book, Hardwiring Happiness, Rick Hansen speaks of this as taking in the good to fill the hole in your heart that can develop from the painful experiences of life. Hansen points out that we want our brains to be responding in ways that we choose, not reacting and creating negative emotions that not only don't feel good, but that very often hold us back from making constructive, creative, helpful shifts in our own lives or in the outer world. So when I'm talking about encouraging anyone and everyone to participate in regenerating our planet, her life systems, and our relationship to her, I'm calling this aspect of directing our attention wise focus. We can also find these ideas expressed by people who are teachers of wisdom and mindset. As I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, there are many examples of the wise focus viewpoint in the world's religious traditions. And here are just a few examples of some versions of what I call wise focus. Medieval mystic Julian of Norwich comforted her peers in 14th century England with her assertion that all shall be well and her visions indicating that divine love is always present when we choose to be aware of it. Contemporary Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh, representing many centuries, millennia in fact, of Buddhist teaching, explains Every one of us can experience a feeling of admiration and love when we see the beauty of the earth and the beauty of the cosmos. This feeling of love and admiration has the power to unite the citizens of the earth and remove all separation. Caring about the environment is not an obligation, but a matter of personal and collective happiness and survival. Now notice, Thich Han does not say go feel really sad and desolate about environmental problems and then you'll be inspired to help change them. He says, be inspired by your admiration and love for the beauty of earth and the beauty of the cosmos. Let that admiration and love be your guides. Thomas Troward pointed out in the 1800s, 
the law of flotation was not discovered by contemplating the sinking of things, but by contemplating the floating of things which floated naturally and then intelligently asking why they did so. To put that in other words, early shipbuilders did not develop successful ships by studying stones or studying other things that sink. They developed successful ships by focusing on the possibilities, the goals, the realities of flotation. Contemporary spiritual teacher Michael Bernard Beckwith states, we are not merely anticipating a new world. We are participating in the new world by the vibration we are carrying. So before it can even be seen, we are the thing, we are the frequency, be the frequency now. In the wording I'm using, choose wise focus, stand in wise focus, then you can create something that actually is beneficial in our world. Mindset teacher Lana Schleifer explains, all of the most impactful people have been unrealistic because they dared to look at what is happening and then inspire themselves and everyone around them to move toward what they want to be happening. It's be the change you want to see, not sit here and complain about the fact that things are the way they are. And that's a quotation from my interview with Lana from the fall of 2020. And if you haven't heard that episode, I hope you'll go listen to it or watch it. I could go on with further examples, but I think it's enough for today to say that in the fields of neuroscience, psychology, spirituality, and mindset, we can find many assertions indicating that where we place our focus is crucially important, especially if we desire to create something impactful, beautiful, healing, or regenerative. I call this wise focus. So what does this mean in practice? I'll share some big picture thoughts and then some ideas that you can act on in your own life. We create what we choose to think about, see, and focus on. Wise focus always leads to regenerative, healing, interdependent, collaborative, flourishing action. You can choose wise focus or its opposite. Right now, you can look at the situation on planet Earth and you can see animals going extinct, or you can observe that people around the world are striving to support animals' survival. Just a few weeks ago, in the midst of record storms and power outages, volunteers in Texas saved thousands of sea turtles from freezing to death in the Gulf of Mexico. Similarly, there are really extraordinary endeavors going on in countries such as Kenya to protect the welfare of elephants and many other animals. You can look at the world right now and you can see carbon emissions being too high, or you can notice that someone is developing a new alternative energy device continually. We have extraordinary alternative energy opportunities, technologies, advancements, literally happening all the time. All of these things are true. You can look at the world and you can see women who are in poverty and are going hungry, or you can see the microloans that are enabling them to start small businesses and move into financial stability. Where you place your attention is going to decide your feelings, your thoughts, and your actions. So that's why I said earlier that what you think about Earth in a certain way matters much more than how you act. 
because you will either choose discouragement or despair and then most likely take no helpful action, or you will choose active hope, to use Joanna Macy's term, informed optimism and wise focus, and you will find your way into helpful action. If you want to think more or explore the idea of informed optimism, you can see my ebook at humansandearth.com forward slash courses. When you look at the world right now, you can see the processed, sickening foods that are being offered to us, or you can focus on the natural healing foods that also are available. You can get really discouraged noticing that a lot of jobs in agriculture are very dangerous and people are being underpaid. Or you can observe that safe jobs on organic farms with a living wage are growing in number. You can see people committing violence against ecosystems or one another. Or you can notice that all kinds of people around the world are saying, this ends now, we are creating a better way. You can choose to focus on the decline or the renewal, the death or the rebirth, the endings or the beginnings, the destruction or the creativity, the perishing or the flourishing. You will experience the effects of your focus in your own emotions and body. In the years when I was worrying obsessively about air pollution, I developed asthma, and I don't think that was a coincidence. Once I realized that worldwide, millions of people are endeavoring to reduce and even end toxic emissions into Earth's air and atmosphere, I began to feel empowered to make my own contributions to solutions, and I no longer have asthma. Humans create what we believe we can create. We do what we think is possible. We act based on our thoughts and our beliefs. This is why wise focus is crucial if you want to help Earth and humanity heal. Because what you think about Earth and our human experience on Earth determines how you act. So I ask you to pause and consider for a moment what are you choosing to think and feel, believe and hope for and create? What if you are here to co-create a healed world with all the other people and beings who know this is possible? What did discouragement, overwhelm or despair ever accomplish in this world? I am urging you to act on the side of hope. Think and feel and act on the side of regeneration. When you pay attention to the regenerative possibilities that are blossoming all around the world, and my ebook on informed optimism is full of examples, uh, we can talk about the renewable energy transition, the transition towns movement, environmental justice, organic, sustainable, regenerative, agroecological farming. There are many more examples in my Informed Optimism ebook. But what I want you to notice is that when you start giving attention to all the good that is being created, you can feel the energy of restoration, regeneration, and cooperative interdependence growing, and you will start to recognize the signs of healing everywhere. 
Maybe your neighbors bought a low emission vehicle or improved their composting system. If you're thinking about how bad things are on the planet, you may not notice that people around you are helping to shift things. Maybe there's a new environmental initiative in your workplace or an important justice initiative. Maybe a transition towns group has started in your town or you've been thinking of starting one and this is the year. Maybe your town or city are moving toward better waste management or open space protections. When you look at the world through the eyes of wise focus, you will see many reasons to feel hopeful. I guarantee it. So many of us are feeling the call to transition from a lifestyle that damages ourselves and the earth to a lifestyle that nourishes people, planet, and all life forms. I believe that you and each of us are called to be on a regenerative mission with earth and all of the natural world. I believe we are here right now to heal our relationships with one another and the planet in integrated endeavors that honor all life forms and their needs. If you feel things can be better here, even a lot better, and you also feel I have more to contribute than my current life is expressing, or if you feel that you are currently making your maximal contribution, that's wonderful. Here are three steps you can take to support you wherever you are. Actually, four steps. One is practice switching to wise focus. When you catch yourself feeling judgmental, sad, despairing, or angry about an environmental or human problem, acknowledge your feelings. Definitely pause to acknowledge your feelings. They are no doubt valid. Then make the choice to explore the wise focus perspective that is conducive to regenerative action. Your wise focus perspective is probably gonna involve thinking and feeling how the solution to this problem will look, how wonderful it will feel, and what steps might enact it. You're not necessarily responsible for enacting these steps. That's its own process of discernment and I'll be teaching that in an upcoming course. But you can contribute a lot to the whole world leaning in a regenerative direction by where you're focusing, what you're seeing, what you talk about, what you believe is possible, what you tell other people is possible. Number two, so number one was just practice wise focus. Number two is keep in mind that Earth and her many sacred life forms probably would much prefer that we maintain wise focus rather than continually bemoaning tragedies and getting stuck in despair and discouragement and helplessness. There is a role for grief and remorse for sure, but I believe, and this is my experience, that if you connect with a tree, planet Earth herself, you can listen to my interview with Rachel Fotenhauer. I believe it's episode maybe two of the podcast if you want some wonderful guidance on how to connect to planet Earth. But I really believe that if you connect to Earth, a tree, an animal, a nature spirit, they are much more likely to appreciate how wise focus can lead you toward making regenerative contributions. They are very unlikely to recommend that you stay in the inertia of sadness and depression. Number three, 
Make a list of the regenerative solutions that come to mind as you practice wise focus. If you want to see the examples that others are gathering, I recommend you subscribe to the free newsletters, Optimist Daily Solutions, and Good News Network. Number four, notice how wise focus generates your own regenerative vision. As you practice wise focus, you are going to start developing ideas of how you want to contribute to caring for people and planet. This may be on a significant scale in your current work or volunteerism or creativity. It may be a new type of contribution you're going to develop. It may be on a personal scale in your home life, something like starting a garden, getting rid of all yard chemicals, composting, changing to less polluting methods of transportation, planting native plants that feed pollinators. You can do that even if you have only a balcony space participating in a neighborhood cleanup, the options are really endless. So again, of these four actions that I'm recommending you experiment with, one is practice switching to wise focus. Two is keep in mind that Earth and her beings very likely prefer that we choose a wise focus perspective so that we can act in constructive and helpful ways. Number three, Make a list of the regenerative solutions that come to mind as you practice wise focus. Just have fun with this and start getting excited about how amazing life on this planet can be as we clean up, remediate, and resolve a lot of the problems we're facing. Number four, notice how wise focus generates your own regenerative vision what kind of regenerative action do you feel called to as you practice wise focus? If you're intrigued by this and you'd like further support, in May, I will be opening enrollment to an online course called Collaboration with Earth, Support and Strategies for Your Reverent Regenerative Service. The course will guide you to discover your next steps in wise focus so that you can build reverent relationships with the natural world, develop your regenerative vision of the contribution you want to make, curate your soulful sovereignty and support so you feel nourished and strong instead of burned out, engage in sacred collaboration, and create regenerative outcomes. There will also be a free webinar leading up to the course, so you'll have plenty of opportunities to access this pathway, this content, if it sounds meaningful to you. If you want to be on the waitlist for the course, feel free to contact me through the humansandearth.com website. I'm keeping the price of the course very low this year. It will be a seven week support rich course for $89. Make sure you are on the Humans and Earth mailing list if you want to be notified when the course opens you can sign up for our newsletter mailing list at humansandearth.com. I believe with all of my heart and mind that we are here on Earth at this time to heal her and humanity's lack of well being and transform the natural world and human circumstances into beautiful, regenerative realities that honor and include all life and give all life the opportunity to fulfill its sacred purpose in freedom, ease, and joy. If you believe that too, 
or you want to believe it, please practice wise focus. It will carry us forward into the era of regeneration we are craving. We need to focus on the aspects of the world we want to live in in order to create the world we want to live in. I'm so glad you joined me in caring about regeneration for people and planet. If you enjoy the Humans and Earth podcast, please give us a rating or a review on your favorite podcast player, and please subscribe through your favorite podcast player and also to our newsletter at humansandearth.com. I also invite you to follow our work on Instagram at School Humans Earth. That's School Humans Earth on Instagram for weekly videos giving you guidance on ways that you can carry forward your regenerative contribution to life on Earth, including your own well being. We are an independent podcast, and so giving us a rating, a review, and subscribing makes it easier for other people to find humans and earth and participate in the regeneration revolution. Thank you for listening to humans and earth. Please share this episode to broaden engagement in the regeneration our world needs. You'll find social media links in the show notes. To explore our other offerings, visit www.humansandearth.com. read Humans and Earth's ebook on informed optimism? It's called A Guide to Informed Optimism, Things to Know and Explore to Feel Hopeful About the Human Future with Earth. It's time to be aware that although our problems are serious, healing solutions are already in place. If you hear only the bad news, you might feel hopeless. But once you realize that all around the planet, people are changing the human presence from damaging to restorative, you can feel inspired instead. This is informed optimism. Being alert to the need for Earth's restoration and becoming excited about how much progress we're already making while discovering how you can participate. Explore a guide to informed optimism things to know and explore to feel hopeful about the human future with Earth, to learn about eight global movements that are restoring the human-Earth relationship, regenerating Earth's systems, and creating jobs and well-being for people. Eight initiatives with the potential to create enormous healing for people and planet. Regenerative food production, renewable energy, renewable and regenerative manufacturing, regenerative land care, natural wellness approaches, communication with Earth's beings, and more. Informed optimism inquiry questions throughout the ebook help you consider how you feel as you learn about restorative solutions, how you would like to see them advance, and how you are attracted to participate. Find informed optimism at www.humansandearth.com slash courses. It's only $7.